Oh, hey there. Thanks for choosing to listen to Conference Talk. This is Shelby. And this is Kevin. Tune in each week to hear us discuss a conference talk by modern-day apostles and general authorities. We love y'all, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Shelby. Hey, Kev. Welcome to episode 22 of Conference Talk. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Glad to be here talking about President Dallin H. Oaks' talk entitled The Great Plan. Yeah. Um, Something that Shelby says very often Although she doesn't, I, I don't she, realize it. She doesn't realize it is that whenever I ask her, you know, what she thinks about a talk or a chapter of scripture, she'll say, it's just really simple. <laughs> and what I, what I know she means is it's very straightforward. It's easy to understand. Um, it's not, you know, encumbered or busy with all this other stuff, this unnecessary stuff. And in some ways I take a little bit of a, uh, a lesson from that because when the, when the prophets speak, it is very simple, straightforward. A child can understand it and they do children listen and comprehend what these men and women are talking about. And then, and they live their whole lives according to the word of the Lord. Yeah. So that's that's something we can all take away. You know, how, are we speaking the truth always? Are we speaking clearly always? I hope I get better at speaking the truth always and right. speaking clearly always. Um, but what were your takeaways from this talk? Your immediate takeaways, Shelby? I guess I wouldn't, I'm going to phrase it in the way of a question because, you know, I was listening to everything he was saying and reading everything he was saying in his talk. And then I just wrote a question down that was, why do we need to understand the plan? Um, Because he talks about the plan of salvation Mm -hmm. and Um, I just wrote that down and he actually at the very end of the talk, he says, I feel like this is the reason that he wrote this talk. He said, many of our members do not fully understand the plan of salvation, which answers most questions about the doctrine and inspired policies of the restored church. Because I, I don't think I was necessarily trying to figure out why President Oaks is writing about the great plan of salvation. I wasn't trying to be like, why is he writing this? And why now? Like that wasn't where my head was at. But as he's talking, I'm like, well, why is it so important for me to understand this? And then, you know, I didn't really get an answer right away until the end of the talk when he said that many don't understand the doctrines and policies of the church. And so I think in short answer, my takeaway is that as I understand the plan of salvation, I understand a lot of the doctrine and policies that the church institutes and why they do it. And that will keep me anchored in Christ. Right? 
Yeah. So I guess that was my takeaway. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I guess what I would say is, and, and President Oaks does answer that question of why it's important mm -hmm. uh, to understand it and right. to, to know it because it tells us what to do and, and why we do certain things and also why we don't do certain things in this life. <clears throat> right. So, well, let's just go ahead and, and kind of dive in, shall we? Okay. <clears throat> I, the first thing I underlined in the talk was in the first paragraph <clears throat> when he spoke about the miraculous coming forth of the Book of Mormon. And he says, whose, uh, whose central purpose is to testify of Jesus Christ and his doctrine. So it's, it's interesting to me, and it, it increases my testimony and faith in not only God and Jesus Christ, but also the prophet Joseph Smith, that the Book of Mormon, the, the instrumental purpose of the Book of Mormon is to testify and teach of Jesus Christ and his doctrine. And um, after we read and gain a testimony of the Book of Mormon and continue to study it throughout our lives, we will come to understand the plan of salvation. And in other words, the that plan that our Father in Heaven laid out for us mm -hmm. before the foundation of the world, um, we'll be able to learn more about it. And so that we'll be, we really will be prepared to return to live with him. I like that. And um, cause it just relates to the purpose of the book of Mormon too, because we learn so much more about the plan of salvation in the book of Mormon actually. Um, and so it, it's, it's just cool to learn and connect that all back. Um, because Heavenly Father was going to teach us some way, and he chose that as his instrument uh, to teach us. I actually started really taking notes when he started discussing the plan of mm -hmm. salvation. Um, and he talks about how we as spirits before this life, we knew we knew God. We fought for his plan because we're here on earth right now. If you are here on earth, you fought for the plan of Jesus or of Heavenly Father of Jesus Christ coming here and saving us from our sins. And we fought for that. And I thought to myself, um, if every single person on earth fought for that, what role do I have? So I thought of like my non, I thought of missionary work. I thought of my non-member friends and even some of Kevin's friends who were not members. And I thought, do I have a role? Like, do I have a role to tell them about this gospel? And of course the answer is yes, you should share it with people because they actually already know about it. They knew, or they knew about it. And so when we start talking about the church with them or any point of doctrine about the plan of salvation, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to make sense to them. 
And so I thought to myself, that's a that's a great responsibility to hold and um, that we have this knowledge of the plan of salvation and how we knew God before and that we will we know him now and we will know him after. And it's just such a it's such a special thing because you shouldn't have any doubt when talking to somebody that oh they're, they're going to think I'm crazy because some part of their spirit is going to recognize what you're saying. And maybe it will be buried way deep down in them, right? Maybe there's too many things going on and they can't necessarily recognize it at the time. But when life hits them or something hard happens, they're going to remember what you tell them. You know? Yeah, I do. I I want to – I don't know if I want to push back on what you're saying as much as I want to – I just want to share my personal experience. Um, There are people that I've spoken to about elements or doctrines of the restored gospel, and they, they don't agree with it. It does not resonate with them, or at least they don't profess that it does. In fact, it's the opposite. They say, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Or I don't, I don't believe that. I'm going to use the example of temple baptisms, mm. baptism for the dead. It's a, I've, I've spoke to people who are very close to me. And because they're so close to me and because they do, they do love me. They say it, they, they, they tell me with, it's not harshness, but they just say, that's kind of weird that you're baptizing people or, you know, doing baptisms for dead people. The reason that they think it's weird is because they've, they don't understand the plan. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's the reason that president Oaks talks about how like, Hey, you know, there are a lot of members of the church as well as, of course, non-members who don't understand the plan. They don't understand that the things that we do and the policies of the church are influenced by Hmm. our understanding of the plan. So if people understand the plan better, and of course the plan being the plan of salvation better, they won't be confused. They won't think it's weird. And I, you know, with this one person that I was talking to, I even said, I said, well, when you, when you think about Jesus Christ and his atoning sacrifice, something that he did on behalf, you know, for the, for the, or on behalf of the whole population of humanity, we're just doing a small act. We're trying to, to do that same thing and give people the opportunity, you know, um, to, to accept the gospel when we do that. And so there's, you know, you kind of tie it in with something that they do know or something that they do understand. And of course we know that the atonement of Jesus Christ is at the center. Yeah. And he says that in the talk. Yeah. It says this atonement of Jesus Christ is central to the father's plan 
And I actually linked that in with Preach My Gospel Lesson 2. Um, it says, as we rely on the atonement of Jesus Christ, he can help us endure our trials, sicknesses, and pain. We can be filled with joy, peace, and consolation. And then one of your favorite quotes from Preach My Gospel, mm -hmm. all that is unfair about life can be made right through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Yep. I like it. I like what you said. I guess what I'm saying you know, in, in closing of, you know, sharing this plan with other people is Kevin's right. They may not resonate with it, but I think at some point in their life, um, when they do profess that Jesus is the Christ and these things, it will come back to them and it will resonate with them. And maybe it will happen when you're talking to them, or maybe it'll happen years down the road or even after this life. But at some point, everybody's going to remember, you know? Do you think that confusion about the the even the purpose of mortality is really what drives you know more confusion about the doctrines of the church like for example what and the reason i bring it up is mm -hmm. because that's the next thing that president oaks talks about is mortality and the spirit world mm -hmm. if more people and I'm, I'm being bold, if more people just understood why we're here on earth, mm -hmm. then the doctrines and the policies of the church and our practices in the church would make so much more sense because most people don't even know what we're doing here. They think that it's just like, it's either a cosmic fluke that we even exist, or they think that, well, yeah, you know, there's a plan, there is a God, you know, he's, he's watching over everything. And, uh, you know, this is just a crazy, um, chaotic thing that we're, we have to go through so that eventually we can then die and none of it matters, <laughs> right? Like they dismiss the importance and the, 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 uh, relative nature mm -hmm. of earth life presupposing that all that really matters is once we get to heaven. Right. Because it's not an end state like heaven. There is still progression. And that's made very clear in this talk is that there is still more. And so I think you're right. I think if we understand and it's very simple, <laughs> right? We like this is what it is. We lived with God and Heavenly Father, or Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father before we came here. And now we're here, and He's given us commandments and the Spirit and wonderful things to help guide us back to Him. And that doesn't mean it will be easy. There will be tribulation and there will be trials, but that we will get back to Him. And that until Christ comes again, if we die before He comes, we just go to the Spirit world. And the spirit world is that place where we can still learn about our heavenly father and Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and still choose to accept him. And if we already have, then we just teach others of it. You know, right. it's the same thing we're doing here. And then we are resurrected and judged and given um, the glory that we, we did with our works. And so it's very simple um, to understand your purpose is that your, your purpose is that you knew who God was you can still know him now and share that with other people and become like him. 
and live with your family forever because Heavenly Father, our God, he lives with his family. He has a family. We are part of that family. Yeah. And so when you think about that, I think it does bring a lot more purpose into someone's life and not only purpose, but perspective and understanding. Well, why are you asking me to go to church? Why are you asking me to do hard things? Because after this life, there's still progress and growth to do. You think you just get to heaven and stop and enjoy a party? <laughs> I mean, it's not fulfilling. What Don't you want to be fulfilled, right? I don't know. Like, even when I want a couple of days off, <laughs> I get a couple of days off and then I'm ready to do something else. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's a, it's a habit to want to work. Yeah. Like, I want to say that is that some people, they haven't, and I'm not, I'm not like saying that these people are inferior in any way, but there's a habit to work like this Saturday. Uh, well, let's scroll back and roll back time to Friday night, Friday night. I was really tired and I was excited to be off for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then I, I said, well, there's a few things that I need to get done in the morning at work. And why not take advantage of going in and I don't really have to worry about working that day, like doing the daily routine. Mm -hmm. I'll get some things done that I really want to get done, but I normally can't. And so I go in early, like 720, you know, hours before we open and I start on those things and then I find more things to do. Mm -hmm. And before I know it, it's noon and Shelby, you're, you're texting me <laughs> saying, are you ever coming back? <laughs> and I had a great day. Like I had a great day of work, even though I wasn't even supposed to be working. I was supposed to have a day off, Yeah. you know, and trust me, like as an aside, I'm not a workaholic. I do enjoy my days off. Um, but it's a habit. You don't, you have to build that habit. It doesn't just come inherently or maybe it does. And it's the natural man that says, no, 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 take your, you know, take the day off or the weekend is where it's at, you know, but I, I, I digress. What I wanted to do, if I may, okay. is read from the talk a few snippets that tie in together everything that we've talked about for the last like five minutes. Okay. Because President Oaks says it so simply. Yeah. Right. The purpose of mortal life and the post-mortal growth that can follow it is for the offspring of God, all of us, to become like he is. The divine plan for us to become what we are destined to become requires us all uh, to make choices to reject the evil opposition that tempts mortals to act contrary to God's commandments and his plan. It also requires that we be subject to other mortal oppositions, such as from the sins of others or from some defects of birth. Sometimes our needed growth is achieved better by suffering and adversity than by comfort and tranquility. And none of this moral opposition could achieve its eternal purpose if divine intervention relieved us from all the adverse consequences of mortality. And then he goes on to talk about heavenly helps. So he, at the same time, he says, hey, divine intervention relieving us from the suffering would be contrary to our progression right. but that doesn't mean we're just left alone and he mentions four heavenly helps 
or forms of divine assistance that were given in mortality, which do help us um, persevere and progress despite the, the fallen world. You summarize that very well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, those four heavenly helps are very, very easy and very simple. <laughs> there it is again. I guess I do say it. Um, the first one is that we're we have the ability to repent and be cleansed and, and have our sins forgiven through the atonement of Jesus Christ. So when we make mistakes of our own doing that take us away from God, the atonement allows us to come back in and be forgiven. And also for Christ to forgive, forgive right? And God to forgive them, um, which helps us get clean, right? The second one is that that divine help and strength um, of the atonement also helps us with the infirmities of the world or things that are not necessarily in our control that are because of the fallen world. So sins of others that may affect you, defects at birth um, that he talked about earlier, just little things that you didn't ask for, but yet they're here. Um, and so that divine help can, can strengthen you through this world, through mortality. The other one is that death, I, I, I'm summarizing these in my own words, but Christ won victory over death. And so when we die, we don't just die in the earth and never come back. We know that we will be resurrected and we know that through once again the atonement, we are we can come back. And I think I shared this the other day. Did I share this? I shared it in the Book of Mormon podcast because we recorded a podcast yesterday and a lady bore her testimony at church. And I thought this was great. She said at the beginning of the pandemic, and it relates to death, so don't worry. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a choice to either be frightened or rely on my savior. And she was like, and I was thinking about, wow, this is a virus that could kill people. We could die from this. And then her next thought was, well, if I die, that wouldn't be that bad either. And she said that because she has an understanding of the plan of salvation. She understood that death is just a phase that happens to get to where we need to be next. And so she understood that, okay, well, I'm not going to be freaked out because even if I do die, I get to see my Heavenly Father. And even if I don't die, I get to still be here with my family. So either way, I'm sitting pretty good, right? Yeah. Nice perspective of, of death there, which most people don't have, right? Or have, but maybe not fully. Yeah. You know, one thing that... Um a very dear friend of mine who does not believe in God. Mm -hmm. He asks if death means that you go to heaven, why aren't religious people just chomping at the bit to go to heaven? Right. Why are they, why are they scared or why do people fear it? You know, and I thought to myself, well, you're, you're really assuming that you know what's going on in their hearts right more more um maybe prudent for me to say that there is a instinct for us to survive 
we eat, we, you know, we seek shelter. Like we, we want to live as beings, as right. life being, uh, life beings, um, human beings, human beings. <laughs> but there's also an understanding that there's a time allotted for us to be here on the earth. We're not just going to let ourselves die so that then we can go to heaven. And there's also an understanding, if you have an understanding of the plan of salvation, that this mortality uh, period is a time for us to grow and, right. and learn and do incredible things. And it's wonderful to be with our friends and family here on the earth. We don't want to leave them behind. Of course not. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a simple or and I'm saying like, it's overly simple. Like, well, if y'all believe in heaven, why don't you just want to die? And it's like, it's because we also want to make as much progress and growth that we can while we're here. Yeah. Because we take it with us after we die. Right. And so once again, like I said it earlier at the beginning, the belief that this life is just some sort of chaotic, meaningless period that is, you know, prerequisite to get to heaven that is a that's a deeply misunderstood doctrine of our church and and the restored gospel well because if you understand the character of heavenly father and jesus christ why would they just send their children into some chaotic mess for no point right they're loving they're and they're all wise and they're not what yeah let's just take a bunch of spirits and put them on this chaotic earth and then they die and come back to us yeah. <laughs> no, that's not the purpose of this life. So anyway, I guess we're, we're, we could go down a, we are a little bit like we're tiptoeing around the rabbit hole there. Um, so <laughs> let's get back to the, these heavenly helps. And the last one, we've actually talked about it. It's, uh, it says fourth and finally modern revelation teaches us that our progress need not conclude with the end of mortality. So we actually already talked about it. Something that I did is in one color I highlight or I underlined in the talk the the types of heavenly assistance. So from you know just to recap, um, the the ability to repent that our sins will be cleansed or that we will be cleansed of our sins. Second, that the atonement of Jesus Christ, because he took upon all of the infirmities of all people, he knows how to respond and comfort them also through his atoning sacrifice and then resurrection. We are not subject to death uh, forever. And then finally modern revelation. And then in another color, I, I underlined where we, where we find this information, which is from latter day scripture mm -hmm. and revelation. So, Without the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, which is all revelation from Jesus Christ himself through prophets in the latter days, we wouldn't know any of this stuff. But we do. But we do. Um, where do we go from here? Because we are, we're, we're pretty close to the end of the talk. There are a few other things that we could talk about. Well, I wanted to talk about, he said, it gives us a unique perspective. Mm. The plan does. 
and he brought up marriage and chastity and children. Um, and he talked about how that's also another misunderstood doctrine, I would say, uh, today in the world. Um, and it's because it's so unique because it accomplishes God's plan, like marriage and having kids within the bonds of matrimony accomplish God's plan, what he set forth for us to do. And it's become so twisted by the world and opinions of the world um, that do make it now look unique that <laughs> someone would act that way. Right. And I mean, when I was getting, uh, when I was engaged to Kevin, uh, one of my coworkers that I was working on, she's like, oh, are y'all moving in together first? Or, you know, are you getting a place? And um, I said, actually, we're paying double rent because we're not moving in until we are married. And she looked at me like I was crazy. But I know that Kevin and I were blessed for paying double rent uh, and not living together before we were married. Was that also the, the lady who said that when you told her that, uh -huh. that we weren't moving in until we were married. She said, oh, y'all are old fashioned or old school. Yeah, she did say something along those lines. Like, but that was, it wasn't negative. She like, no. she said it kindly. She, she was like, oh, you're, you're the old type. You're the old fashioned kind. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> it just, it's just, it does give that unique perspective and people may think you're weird. People judge you for it. But it's God's plan, and that's the thing. If you remember that it's God's eternal plan of salvation, plan of redemption, plan of happiness, it does it does make sense. Um, but you, you, there's sacrifices, right? Um, one of those sacrifices that I just mentioned was paying double money on rent. But we did it, and we survived, and we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Right? So the plan gives us blessings along the way as we obey them doesn't mean it won't be easy right but we do no. get blessings if i could conclude um on the same train of thought as that with you know a, the a, a correct and deep understanding of our heavenly father's plan for us It does lend a unique perspective, which I would just call values. There are values as members of the church. And, you know, although there are many different political leanings in the church, uh, church membership, I mean, you know, generally we all share the core values that, that, you know, are, they help us lead happier, healthier lives. And some of those values are, you know, with regard to our health. And then some are lifestyle related, like having children mm -hmm. and having children. And I'm going to say that I, I was listening to um, this guy, his name is Dennis Prager. And he's a he's a conservative talk show host. And I don't agree with everything that he says. But one thing that he says is that 
you know, conservatives are less, they, they, they have a, they're more focused on values and having children is a value. It's something that means like that it, it does bring value to your life, but it's not easy. Having children is not easier than not having children. Right. And so a lot of our values that come from our understanding of the restored gospel and, and the, the plan of salvation, they lead us to live from an, an, an outside perspective. It's a harder life. It's a more restricted life. It's something that we're choosing to believe in and follow blindly. And all of those things are a hundred percent false. It's the exact opposite. We follow the things with eyes wide open, eagerly taking in as much information and knowledge as possible. And so we understand things better. We have greater perspective. We have, we love each other more. We we're excited for the future. Right. And then we want to have these hardships because we know that really there's a greater, um, there's a greater result of these hardships. Like they bring happiness. I was about to say like Kevin and I think we're happy now mm, yeah. and think we love each other now. Right. But just wait till we have a kid. Cause that is a game changer, right? Not only will it bring more joy and happiness, but of course having another member of the family, cause not only are you aiding in that spirit to get a body to come here, but you're also saying, Hey, we want to grow not only our family, but as individuals and as a family, please. So give us that child, bless us with that child or children, multiple, hopefully. And here we are, right? Like we're doing what you asked us to do. We're fulfilling your plan and we're going to keep going. Yeah. So, and that joy that comes from it will outweigh the sorrow. So anyway, and and a a correct understanding of the plan of salvation helps men and women understand that not only is uh, marriage ordained of God, meaning it's chosen, it's selected. That's the appropriate thing for men to do according to God. Mm-hmm. But men it, and women, right? Did I say man and? You just said men. Oh. I want to make sure it's men and women. Yeah. I think I just meant like man, mankind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, but I just want to clarify. For sure. Um, and it's a, it's to make the purpose more clear. Right. And, um, but anyway, I, there, there were a few other things that I underlined, um, and I wanted to share uh, as we as we end. Uh, President Oak said, "We know that two centuries after the restoration, the spirit world now includes many mortally experienced workers to accomplish the preaching that occurs there." And so, and that was a cool thing to think about. I, of course, I always knew ever since being taught by the missionaries ten years ago that there is preaching of the gospel 
in the spirit world. So we die, our spirits go to the, that, I don't like saying in between place, but it's, it's the world of spirits prior to the resurrection where we receive our bodies again. And there are those who are preaching the gospel and those who are learning the gospel there. Or doing nothing. I guess there are some people doing nothing there, just like there are people doing nothing here. Hopefully, um, there being there's also people rejecting it. Right. They're still they're still hardening their hearts, even in the spirit world. I didn't want to bring that up because that's not that's not happy, but it's important. Yeah, you're right. I I just I was gonna omit like that there are stubborn <laughs> people there. There are. Yeah, My because, mission president made that very clear when I was yeah. in the mission field. He said, "You knock on a door here, and they slam the door in your face. You knock on a door in the spirit <laughs> world, and they'll slam the door in your face." <laughs> anyway, keep going. That's that is a good perspective to have because it's it's also a dangerous road to take when you think, "Oh, you know, I'll change, I'll change later. I'll change in the spirit world. I'll mm-hmm. change." right before the judgment, the same uh, stubborn pride that you have here on earth will persist with you forever until you choose to change. So thanks for pointing that out. But I never thought about how, because we not only more people have lived on the earth with the fullness of the gospel, but the temple work being done allows individuals on the other side of the veil to receive their ordinances and progress. And now they're doing the missionary work there. So there's like this massive force. I mean, if you think we had a lot of missionaries here on earth, I mean, the missionary force in the spirit world is bumping. (laughs) I love it. Um, I I was going to point that out too. Yeah. That was the last, I actually, had it highlighted right there. Yeah. And then I was like, if he doesn't bring it up, I'll bring it up in my closing thoughts. But you did. Anything else to add about President Oak's talk? No, I'm just I'm just grateful for the simplicity of it. And while there is a lot of information, you can take each sentence from this talk and it's very simple sentence sentences. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a lot of info. Um, but just read it one sentence at a time or one section at a time. And it's actually very easy to understand. Yeah. A child can understand it and they do. So, yeah. And I also wanted to apologize for earlier when I was kind of making fun of people's perspective of we're just here in this chaotic limbo. Um, I just think I was being a little insensitive to their opinions and I wasn't trying to make fun of them. It's just because they have a fullness. We have a fullness of the understanding that it just doesn't make sense to me that they would think that, but also people are entitled to their opinions. So I just wanted to uh, apologize for being a little insensitive on that end. So I just, I feel that anybody who has really um, devoted time to think deeply about our world, the history of our world and ourselves, our, our, our beings, they just have to know that there's something to us Mm -hmm. and there's something to all of this. And to reject that idea, I think that it, and again, I, it may sound judgmental, but uh, 
I just feel like it's a result of something that that they believe it's like it's a pride issue saying that you know i don't believe this because it's either not convenient for me or um, i have a bad relationship with somebody else who does believe that mm -hmm. and so i'd rather not believe it because i don't want to be like them and i don't want to be associated with them i don't know there's humans are weird and that and, and mortality is weird it is uh, last this last uh, talk that we discussed, I also brought up uh, Brother Turner's, our, our new institute director and teacher. And he said, like, as he gets older, he has more weird conversations. And uh, I just, I've been thinking about that ever since he said it. I was like, man, that's so true. The world is so weird. And, uh, but, but we can find the assurance and, and clarity in the scriptures because that connects us with God through the spirit. Right. Cause the spirit's going to teach us as we read the scriptures. So, um, I guess I'd leave an invitation with all of us to, if you've, if you've become a little bit, uh, more casual on your scripture study, get back into it. And, uh, while you're doing that, tune into the book of Mormon podcast that we do every week, get yeah. a little bit deeper in the scriptures. Pretty good. Good way to supplement your studies. Mm -hmm. So we will be back next week with episode 23, mm -hmm. right? Um, Elder Quentin L. Cook's talk, The Blessing of Continuing Revelation to Prophets and Personal Revelations to Guide Our life. Lives. Man, what a, what a subject matter. So we will be back next week with that one. Um, actually, You'll hear it this week, I think. We're releasing it this week. Well, yes. You, We're doing two a week now, this, so you'll yeah, hear it this week. This is coming out Wednesday, and then that one will come out Friday. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. What's something you learned from this episode of Conference Talk? What are your thoughts, impressions, or feedback for us? Be sure to write them down and let us know via Facebook or Instagram at Christ Center Conversations. Press forward, saints!